everybody. Um, good evening, everyone. Out of respect for everyone's time, thank you for coming. Um, and uh, let's get started. This is Thursday, July 27th, 2023, the Zoning Adjustments Board Berkeley meeting. I've got a bit of, it's a little bit of an, maybe I could, is, are you, who's in charge of the volume? Do you control volume or do I? It's echoing, right? Is that too loud? They just turned it down. Can you hear me okay back there? Okay, great. It feels a little bit loud. Um, I don't want to be yelling at you. There aren't that many of us here. Um, I've got some, I've got some stuff to read first before we get into it. So bear with me. This meeting will be conducted in a hybrid model with both in-person attendance and virtual participation for members of the public. For in-person attendees, face coverings or masks that cover both the nose and mouth are encouraged. Face coverings will be provided by the city and available for attendees to use at the meeting. Members of commissions, city staff, and the public are encouraged to wear a mask at all times, except when speaking publicly from the dais or at public comment podium, although masking is encouraged even if you're speaking. For members of the public feeling sick, please do not attend the meeting in person as a precaution. I always thought that was funny that someone might leave or something. Currently, there's no physical distances, distancing requirements in place. However, this room is large enough that if you feel the need to be physical, physically distanced, you can, and you can find a place to do so. To access the meeting remotely, you can join from a PC, Mac, computer, or phone. Use the URL in the agenda. If you don't wish that your name appears on the screen, then you can use the drop-down menu and click on Rename to rename yourself to be anonymous. To request to speak, you can use the raise hand icon, rolling over the button at the bottom of the screen. Please, oh, well, to join by phone, you can dial a phone number that is on the agenda, and you can enter the web ID on the agenda. If you wish to comment during the public comment portion of the agenda with your phone, you can press star nine and we will and, and I can recognize you. Be mindful that the teleconference is recorded as any ZAB meeting is recorded and all other rules of procedure and decorum will apply. This meeting is conducted in accordance with the Brown Act. Any member of the public may attend this meeting. The chair may limit the number of speakers and the length of time allowed for each speaker to speak at a public hearing. And if you're here in person, please submit a public uh, a speaker card to planning staff on my left um, as early as possible. They're a little green card there at the table in the back. And then once I get that card, I will be able to call on you at the right time. At the start of the meeting, the chair may rearrange the agenda or place additional items on the consent calendar. So it's important to be present at the start of the meeting to avoid losing the chance to speak to an item. Okay, so preliminary matters. Let's start with a roll call and any ex parte. Welcome everybody, hi. Good to see everyone. Everyone's all sun-kissed back from whatever you are out doing. So roll call, let's go. Good evening, commissioners. When I call your name, please state whether you're present and report any ex parte communication. Commissioner Trigu. Present, no ex parte. Chairperson Duffy. Present, no ex parte. Vice Chairperson Gaffney. Present, no ex parte. Commissioner Thompson. Present, no ex parte. Commissioner Lunapara. Present, no ex parte. 
Commissioner O'Keefe is absent. Commissioner Khan. Present, and I'll be recusing myself from item 32480 Bancroft Way. Thank you. Commissioner, Commissioner Young. Present, no ex parte. Commissioner Sanderson. Present, no ex parte. Thank you. Okay, we got everybody here except one. Uh, now we'll move to public comment on non-agenda matters. So any member of the public can speak on anything that's not on the agenda. You're limited to a maximum of three minutes. We'll begin as we usually do with anyone is as here in person. They can speak first. I haven't received any green cards, so I don't. Doesn't seem like anybody. And oh, we do have one. And then I will move to the online list. And you can anybody who is joining virtually will get to speak after that. Keeping it state that item. Okay. Cool. Great. Um, I've got one. So. We'll now have Stephen, please come up to the podium and let us know the nature of your comments or you got three minutes. Welcome. Hey everyone, my name is Stephen Schuyler. I live at 2175 Kittred Street, Yoxford Plaza. There is currently a building right across the street with 165 units in it. And there is a proposed project right next door at the California Movie Theater which is proposed to have about 200 plus maybe 214 units. Once you get maybe an average of two people per unit, that's almost 700 people within 300 feet of my front door. Currently, the sidewalk in front of my apartment building is only as wide as four plastic garbage cans. And the builder, and the, and the planner have been very gracious to actually come to my apartment building and talk to our uh, people who live in my building about our concerns about what's gonna happen because we have two people in wheelchairs and three blind people on a sidewalk that's only as wide as four garbage cans. And how are they supposed to navigate 700 people? That doesn't include the 350 people who are gonna be at the theater on the ground floor. And so the reason I'm here tonight is to make sure that, ask you to all encourage you to make sure that the builder and the planner have everything they need, all the tools they need to make sure that they're gracious, that they're gonna try everything they can to mitigate this problem, but have to deal with traffic, maybe, you know they're going they've got plans that they're submitting but if plan a doesn't work try plan b and plan c until they get it right because it has to be ada compliant and i'm going to tell each one of you here that you're going to have my promise that i'm also disabled you can't necessarily see it but i'm disabled and i am not going to have trouble navigating 700 people walking down the street to target and buy stuff and come home and having trouble navigating 700 people. Uh-uh. It must be ADA compliant no matter what. And I'm gonna count on each one of you to do whatever you need to do to give them the tools to make sure that that is what happens and make it easy for them to get what they need without a lot of hassle and red tape and all of that. Make it easy for them because I and those other five people 
and everybody else in my building they're I don't want to lower these people they're disadvantaged and we feel like we're getting boxed in here without a lot of choices and a lot of people are scared they'd never show up to a board meeting like this and they never speak up and say that so I'm going to do it for us so please help us out a lot of people just they're scared and we all need help so like I said I'm going to count on every one of you to make sure that you do that for us and for the builder and the planner to do what they need to do to make sure that that's what happens is to help each one of us. Steven, thank lot. you. Okay. I appreciate your comments. We hear you. And I think this is something that it's, it's great to not just be uh, virtual anymore, but to be in person. So thank you for coming in person. Your presence is felt and your, your voice is heard. I think accessibility is key. Not only is it the law, but it's also um, of, of extreme importance to everyone. So thank you very much. Okay, uh, let's see. Is there any? There's no other public comment from in person. Let's look online. I see one hand, and Kelly Hammergren. You've got three minutes. And I know Kelly Hamburg knows how to unmute. I make like allowed to talk. How about that? Does that work? Yeah. Yes, I know how to unmute when you give it to me. You yeah. got it. I will take full responsibility for that. I just saw that going down in here. I know you were ready. That's what I mean. Okay. Well, All right. Um, just to follow up on uh, the gentleman who just spoke about accessibility and people in wheelchairs. Uh, people in wheelchairs really do need um, good sidewalk space. And, um, you know, as we think about that with these new buildings, you, you should also look at the width of the sidewalk. Um, for a larger population so that there is room for them to navigate. Uh, but the reason I put my hand up and um, Charles um, commented on this at the design review committee in response to my comment. And that is, uh, I would really ask that we challenge um, the architects that are planning our buildings to uh, provide light in those buildings, especially when we have um, multiple bedrooms in a unit and have several bedrooms without windows. Um, we have people living together and um, to be in a bedroom without any windows when you're sharing space, I, I just, it's just really not for the best health of the people living there. Um, we know from studies and research that people need light, they need exposure to nature, um, and that uh, that helps their mental state. And so um, we, um, what I see and hear at SAB is that we're looking more about the footprint of buildings and the outside of buildings and I would ask you that we really need to be looking at 
the inside of buildings and how livable those buildings are and how we can make those buildings livable to improve the mental health, especially when though, when we hear so much about the mental health of young people and their challenges. So that's it. Thank you very much. Thank you, Kelly. Okay. Now we're going to move to the agenda changes and then the consent calendar. So agenda changes. The chair may reorder the agenda at the beginning of the meeting. I'm actually going to I'm going to do that. I would like to move item number 6 from the action calendar to the consent calendar and in particular because we have not received any supp supplemental communication and also because it's a project that's already been approved, although it's been modified. Um, do know that anyone on the board can pull a project, any project from consent at, at this time or at, uh, at the time when uh, after the public speaks on consent. So that item is now on the consent calendar and now we will move to public comment on the consent calendar. So if we have anybody from the public who wishes to speak on an item that is on the consent calendar, which is actually every item for this evening, you can speak. And at any point that anybody on the board feels that the information they've heard is appropriate enough to pull it from consent and have a public presentation and a full public hearing, then you may do so. And then we'll vote on consent after as amended. So if there's anybody in person here that, that would like to speak on items on consent, that's every item this evening. It's item number three, 2480 Bancroft Way. I'm sorry, let me just start with the full consent calendar. Item number one is approval of the action minutes from June 22nd. Item number two is a design review committee recommendation for committee landscape architect position. The recommendation is to approve. Item number three is 2480 Bancroft Way. And I realize that board member Khan, you'll be recusing yourself from voting on that particular item. Item number four is 2208 Roosevelt Avenue. Item number five is 1601 Harmon. And item number six is 2015 Blake Street. If there's anybody in person and I haven't received any green cards, which is partly why I did what I did, anyone in person that wishes to speak you would speak now there's nobody here if there's anybody online who wishes to speak please raise your hand uh, and you can speak to any particular project re on the consent calendar kelly hammergan welcome again okay can you hear me yep gotcha okay all right, so several things. On the minutes, what I've noticed on your website is that the minutes are not being posted and they should be posted two weeks after your meeting in a, a draft form if you're not meeting again. And certainly they should be posted after they're approved and you've got lots of blank spaces there. So can we please do that? On number two, the appointment of Mary uh, Muzinski. Um, I did look at what I could find on the web about the plans that she's done. And it looks like a mix. There are some with native plants and there are some which looks like 
completely non-native. And I hope that at the design review committee, uh, we will not lose ground on our commitment um, for native plants and to have uh, landscapes that support um, pollinators and nature. Um, and then on project number six, the Blake Street project, I know this has already been approved. Um, in the floor plans, the houses look like they are incredibly livable with really nice designs. Um, but for the eight story building, um, we've got units with bedrooms with no windows. And this building is essentially designed from scratch. I mean, it's not like you're renovating something that's already there. And, and is disappointed with that situation that we're having bedrooms with no windows. And I hope that in the future, the um, architects do better when they're planning a building where they really have um, land where you can be creative in your design, that you work hard, that those buildings become really more livable with light. And then I would also yeah. ask that for the windows on all of these projects that we use bird safe glass. Thank you. Ellie, thank you. And I just want to assure you that the applicant, the development team, the staff have heard your comment and all of us on the board have as well. So thank you. With that, I see no other comment from anyone online and no public comment on the consent calendar in person. Board Member Tregu. Uh, thank you, Mr. Chair. Um, I am certainly not suggesting removing anything from the consent. I do have questions on two of these projects. Would it be appropriate for me to ask the question and see if it can be handled without removing something off consent? This is a public hearing, so you can ask that question to the applicant at Great. this time. Yes. Great. Um, thank you. Uh, actually, I think most of these are for staff on 2480 Bancroft. I just wanted to confirm because I did not see this in the staff report or the conditions. Um, how many um, how many TDM, well, how many bus passes um, is each unit residents or are each unit's residents eligible for in, I think this is the CT district. Mm -hmm. Um, we're going to promote Lisa Gordon, and she's going to answer that question. Sorry about that. Hopefully you can hear me now. We can hear you now. Um, I can take a quick look at the conditions and um, the ordinance and see how many 
would be available. I don't know offhand. Um, I do know that there is a condition that the applicant comply with the program for transit passes for residents and that there will be a screen inside the lobby that will provide transit information, but I don't have the exact number of passes, but I can get that information. Okay, thank you. Um, and on project six on our now consent calendar 2015 Blake, I had one question for staff, or maybe this is for the consultant if they're uh, on Zoom with us. Uh, there was mention of uh, level of service for the Blake, is it Adeline Shattuck, Blake Shattuck intersection. Um, and I certainly agree with the mitigation, but I was curious. I thought that we were no longer required to look at level of service, that whether we would um, look at a more transit-oriented way to um, for for that mitigation. Sorry, is this a question for staff or the applicant? For staff. For staff. Um, it, it is correct that vehicle miles traveled is the correct um, way to analyze transportation impacts in, under CEQA. This is an addendum to a previously certified EIR. And so it's likely that it's a vestige of, of that. Um, but all of the impacts were evaluated in the addendum in accordance with the previously certified document. Thank you. And then my last question, and this one would be for the applicant. Um, I just wanted to see if you could respond to Kelly's comment on the windows or alleged lack thereof in some of the units. Thank you, Ms. Uh, thank you, ZAB member Tregu, uh, Mr. Chair, members of the ZAB. Uh, there are uh, a handful of bedrooms in the project that rely on what we refer to as borrowed light, but there are no rooms that are windowless uh, in this project. So there's not, it meets the building code requirements from that perspective. So um, again, there are no bedrooms uh, that don't have a window in them. Thank you. Are you satisfied with the answer or do you have a follow-up or are you? I I am satisfied and I have a motion um, if there are no other questions from other board members. Seeing none. Okay. I move the consent calendar with the following recommendations for item two, sorry, item three and item six. Uh, so 2480 Bancroft and 2015 Blake. Um, the recommendations uh, would be identical. Um, uh, it would be that we recommend that um, the applicant comply with the board safe class ordinance that was approved by the city council. Um, and this other recommendation was that we encourage the applicant to comply with uh, the hard hats ordinance also 
approved by the city council earlier this year. Um, on 2480 Bancroft, I would just, um, and maybe this is a modification to the TDM condition, just whatever that minimum um, is for the number of transit passes per unit on the residential side. I know you have that on commercial. If you could um, just write that into the condition. Sure, we have a response to your previous question. Because the project is located in the south side area plan, um, it is not subject to those requirements, to those TDM requirements. And that is why that's not included as a condition on the project. I see. Um, so that TDM requirement, it's there specifically because of the commercial space? Right. Um, the, the requirement that doesn't apply specifically is the transit benefits benefit requirement. That part of the TDM requirement is not applicable to 2480. Okay. Well, um, I think um, that is something for the Planning Commission and the City Council to take a look at, but I don't think we have jurisdiction here other than perhaps a recommendation. So. I will actually add a recommendation um, for 2480 Bancroft Way that um, a transit pass be available to residents of each unit um, of at least one per unit, um, accounting for, um, yeah, we'll, we'll leave it at that. I know some may be students, some may already have a class pass, but there are also some um, affordable units in there. And I suspect some of those residents will not be students or not otherwise UC Berkeley students are eligible for those transit passes. So um, I will actually make that a recommendation. And that is my motion. Thank you. We have a motion. I will second. We have a second. I would also like to add that the university has um, kind of um, had trouble with the union, and so a lot of um, a lot of workers at UC Berkeley don't have the transit passes that students get. So that's another reason to have that recommendation. Good point. Good point. So we have a second from Board Member Luna Parra. Okay, and then. We are going to have one vote, but board member Khan will explain his situation. So um, we have a, a motion from Commissioner Trigu and a second from Commissioner Lunapara. I'm just going to repeat back the motion to make sure I have the details. For 2015 Blake, um, the recommendation is that they comply with the hard hats ordinance and the birth safe ordinance. For 2480 Bancroft, the recommendation is that transit transit passes be available for at least one per unit, especially for the units that, well, we can't determine which units will be student occupied. So we'll just leave it at that. When I call your name, please state your vote. And, um, mm -hmm. sorry, and the board safe class and hard hats ordinance, that those were the other two for recommendations. As well. For yes, for Bancroft. Those are recommendations. Thank you. They're not requiring. Recommendations, not conditions. Correct. Recommendations. Thank you. When I call your name, please state your vote. 
Yes, no, abstain or recuse. Commissioner Trigu. Aye. Chairperson Duffy. Aye. Vice Chairperson Gaffney. Yes. Commissioner Thompson. Yes. Commissioner Lunapara. Yes. Commissioner O'Keefe is absent. Commissioner Khan. Yes, I vote uh, for the consent calendar as described and the motion as described with the exception of item number three, 2480 Bancroft Way, where I'm recusing myself from that vote. Thank you. Commissioner Young. Yes. Commissioner Sanderson. Yes. Thank you. The motion passes. Those of those applicants that were on the consent calendar, there is an appeal period. 14 days after your notice of decision is mailed, upon which if there are no appeals, you would have your use permit. Um, yes, Duffy, this is Kelly. I think Igor intended to say Blake and Bancroft on the bird safe glass. I think you said Bancroft twice. Igor in 2015. Item three, 2480 Bancroft, and item six, 2015 Blake, just for the record. Thank you. We got it. Thank you. Okay. We're now going to move to any subcommittee reports. All right. So we only had one project for design review last week. It was 1752 Shattuck. Um, it's a Trachtenberg building. It's a uh, pretty simple design. Um, and I forget, it's like five or six stories. Um, I think one of the most interesting things that we talked about last week was kind of what Kelly and um, brought up as, uh, you know, whether or not to uh, allow for, or obviously it is allowed for projects where um, borrowed light is a thing. Um, but it's something we're going to discuss in, I guess, next design review is um, whether or not we want to write a letter um, saying that we don't think that those should be allowed. So I think that's just an interesting discussion and kind of for our thoughts in general as we see more of these um, buildings kind of coming up um, on what our individual kind of opinions are of that. So, um, yeah, that was the only project. Oh, Charles, have something else to add? Um, yeah, I mean, on the subject of um, windowless rooms, uh, there was some confusion about code um, in type five buildings, which is basically simple wood frame buildings like your home and smaller projects. Uh, by law, no more than four stories of wood. Um, it's still required to have an escape window for every bedroom. Every bedroom has to have an escape window in type five. Our eight story buildings are all type three. And the requirement for an escape window goes away. And because of recent changes to code, if there is adequate uh, artificial light and artificial ventilation, and the code does regulate that, the building code no longer requires uh, a window in a bedroom. So we actually, you guys may not be aware of it, but Kelly pointed out at design review uh, on this project where there were a lot of you know, windowless bedrooms. 
um, that you know she felt that that was a sort of inhumane condition. Uh, I did point out that uh, I had heard from um, you know one source who, who provides these kind of bedrooms that uh, they found that if they charge $100 less for that bedroom, that people want it. Um, but that said, you know, it is a option of a community, a municipal municipality like ours to say, you know, it's legal, but we don't want it. I think that's uh, something that the council could address if they so choose and that each of us as citizens, but not as board members here, because we're not legislative and we're certainly not legislative at design review, um, you know, that we could speak to council members if, if we felt that was not something we wanted in our city. So that was the essential uh, content of that conversation. Thank you. And if I just to nerd out as an architect as well, briefly, just to also say that when an, an egress window is required in type five, because that is the most the, the most unsafe construction type. So you need to escape out that window. As you get into type four, type three, type two and one, where the buildings get taller, they're actually much safer buildings. The fire code, fire sprinklers, fire rated walls, that's why there isn't the window egress required. It's actually because you have a safer construction type and two exits, fire rated stairs, all that other stuff. So it's not a less safe, it's actually more safe, which is good to know. Hmm. Are you gonna say something? Yeah. Uh, go ahead, jump in. Sure. Um, I wanted to ask two questions or yeah, about the design review committee process. So I saw, um, you know, standard condition of approval is um, incorporation of the design review committee recommendations. Is that correct? Is my understanding that correct? Final design the, review. the design review committee is a advisory committee to this uh, commission. Okay, we're commissioners, they're just committee members. It's a lower level uh, authority and the members are approved by this commission. That's why in consent tonight, we approved a new member. Uh, we also appoint two members from this commission, which are Kimberly and myself, to design review. Mm -hmm. We do not have to take their advice. It's not a requirement, but uh, we typically do out of respect for their work and their opinion. Um, so, uh, generally their recommendations are incorporated into our conditions of approval. And part of, part of, part of the reason we do that is it empowers them post entitlement mm -hmm. to, uh, have final design review where they are then essentially empowered by us to enforce their, uh, requests, uh, that they, they had in their, uh, recommendations to us mm -hmm. so we don't have to accept their recommendations and you may want to review them and object uh, at some time that's your entitlement as a commissioner of this commission and we don't have to incorporate their recommendations into our approval mm -hmm. we can be selective or reject them altogether they, they've never been uh, in my memory rejected altogether so a project appearing in front of the design review committee that does constitute a public hearing for um, the purpose of the five hearing mm -hmm. limit, is that right? Yes. Okay. And so the project requires approval of a final design review application by the design review committee. That just means as a condition of approval, it has to go before them. And right. then they make the recommendation. Right. And the reason for the final design review is predominantly to see that the 
actual working drawings, the construction drawings that are submitted to the building department are consistent with what they promised to do uh, when they came before design review in the first place. Mm. I, but, and... but sometimes because of SB 330, uh, the design review committee will add, you know, some other design conditions like we want to see more detailing on a trellis. We would like to see some more color choices for a window. There are often um, additional design um, requests because the, uh, the city has determined that the final design review does not is not covered by SB 330 as one of the essential five meetings because the purpose of SB 330 is to secure entitlement, not building permits. And the building permit is what is uh, subject to final design review for, you know, like I said, consistency with the original design. Keeps review. them honest. What's that? It keeps them honest. It, yeah. I, yeah I think, thanks for uh, clarifying that. And I guess my question now understanding that is, is it legal for us to in require incorporation of design review committee's recommendations in light of the requirement that standards be objective under 330? Well, that's an interesting, <laughs> that's an interesting point. I mean, we're sort of playing it both ways. Um, I, I do believe that design review provides um, provides a, uh, I know that it provides a higher level of design quality uh, for the projects and under SB 330, because uh, typically there's only one design review hearing, uh, we're not getting some of the, uh, in my mind, abuses that we used to see where there would be four or five design review hearings on a project and get dragged out for, for ages. Mm. Um, but um, that's an interesting question. Let me think about that. <laughs> hmm. um, I I think that I think that we can place conditions on projects as long as it doesn't eliminate the number of units, the number of square feet. Uh, we're not. We do have some latitude as mm -hmm. as a, a committee to make some discretionary calls and requests. We do it actually tonight. I mean, we do it all the time, but uh, what we can't do is deny a project for art arbitrary reasons. Uh, okay, that's interesting. Yeah, it's like we can't deny it for not following the design review committee's recommendations, but we can also approve it requiring design. <laughs> right. No, I mean, it's a funny thing. I mean, theoretically, if a, if a applicant uh, said, I'm sorry, I, I am going to paint my building bright purple, even though you've said you recommend against it and and you're making it a condition that I not paint it bright purple, but I'm going to do it anyway. And you can't stop me because the only real tool you have is to say, I can't do the project and you can't do that. Yeah, they could they could probably <laughs> hold a gun to our head. And they, we'd have a purple building. Yeah. Huh. But board member Thompson had a comment. You had raised your hand earlier. I didn't miss you. I just wanted to really just kind of thank the design review committee um, because I feel like it's the space where, where, you know, things come before the board and there's, there's the law, there's, there's here what the standards say, and it can meet the standards and the law, but then where is that space where you say, well, what is, 
you know, the greater good for our community, what is good taste, what's going to make, uh, uh, especially as we're doing these buildings, really changing the, the look of our city. Um, the design review committee is really kind of like that, that stamp of, you know what, somebody's watching who lives here, who cares about it, who's not here for the money so much. Um, no, I shouldn't say so much, just here for the money. We, we care about the city. And so I think it's just kind of like a, a space that those discussions can be held by the time it gets here. We know we're voting on something that we want to see for who knows how long. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, one, one problem that we are starting to see is that because of SB 330, some projects are coming in that aren't fully developed, right? They're not as, as uh, you know, they don't have all the detail or all the color fully worked out. And formerly, uh, design review would say, oh, you've got to come back. You know, um, now all they can say is that they don't recommend, they have an, a non-recommendation or something. They're not recommending approval based on what they see. But that's a signal to the applicant to step up at final uh, to get it cleaned up. So um, that's a little bit of a problem. On the flip side of SB 330 is that it's harder to, uh, for the design review standpoint to um, really, uh, you know, you can't hold the project up if, if you think it needs some more work. So I think in those cases, it's really important uh, personally that this committee say that, you know, one of the conditions is that when you go back to design review for final, that you address the concerns that were voiced during the uh, unfavorable um, uh, Verdict. We've had several of those now. Board Member Trager, we had a comment. Yeah, this is a really interesting discussion. Um, and I wanted to echo <laughs> Michael's uh, gratitude to the Design Review Committee. I still, it's been a few years but since I chaired the Joint Subcommittee on the Implementation of State Housing Laws, but I still have PTSD from that, to be honest, because um, the committee was very split on just about every single element. Uh, I think there were four different elements. Just I think all but one we were split on around the extent to which we wanted to see objective standards and what they would look like. And when it came to the council, the council was split as well. And I feel like the one area where we are not split is generally here and on uh, at final design review. And I think the fact that the projects are, you know, much better designed than any hypothetical alternative or some of the maybe conceptual uh, drawings um, that some, we sometimes see here at Zab is because of your erudite work and, you know, spending the hours that you spend pouring uh, through these drawings and providing constructive comments to the applicant. Yeah, and I, I, I know we need to all go home and I thank you for running a tight meeting. Uh, yes, but I just have one final uh, thing to add. Um, if there's a historic uh, building, if there is a landmark, uh, on a property in Berkeley, just, just so it's clear, uh, design review doesn't review those projects. That's reviewed by LPC. 
but they act in the same capacity as the design review entity on projects on landmarked properties. Um, just so you guys fully understand the way that it's all organized and structured. And I'll be quiet. I'll just say then also as an architect, I've appreciated design review committees here and in other cities in helping them. They often help us identify and give us the opportunity to identify important things that aren't addressed. And so as an architect, often you may, there, there are many things or many things you may not give attention to the appropriate attention to. And that meeting is, is, is one that often uh, it's it's designed to improve a project, and in many cases it does, um, just personally speaking in my experience. Um, okay, so now we have staff communications. No staff communications tonight. There are none. That is the only one. Okay, with that, then I'd like a motion to, I would make like to make a motion to adjourn. Second. Do we need to take roll call still? I forget. I was told two things. Yes. Okay. So we have a motion by Chairperson Duffy and a second by Commissioner Kahn to close the public meeting. When I call your name, please state your vote. Commissioner Trigu. Aye. Chairperson Duffy. Aye. Vice Chairperson Gaffney. Yes. Commissioner Thompson. Yes. Commissioner Lunapara. Yes. Commissioner O'Keefe is absent. Commissioner Kahn. Yes. Commissioner Young. Yes. Commissioner Sanderson. Yes. Thank you. The motion passes. We are adjourned. The meeting is closed.